Welcome to the Ask Ultra podcast. My name is Julian Hall and I am on a mission to help parents and teachers support the next generation of entrepreneurs. Now, before we get into today's episode, here is a fun fact. In psychology, there are two main types of motivation. What are they? Stay with me till the very end of the podcast to get the answer. In this episode, I'm going to give you surefire strategies you can use to find your child's passion. The reason I care so much about this topic is because when we first started Ultra Education five years ago, we based our definition of an entrepreneur to a child as someone who does what they love and makes money from it. Now, this fundamental approach to entrepreneurship came about when I realized that successful entrepreneurs weren't driven by money alone, but more so by solving a problem that they were passionate about. Sounds fair enough, right? Except that when we started running workshops and would ask children what they love doing, some of them would give us an entire shopping list of passions, hobbies and ambitions, and that was great. But then we had an almost equal number of students who'd go blank. They'd say that they didn't know what they loved doing, weren't passionate about anything, or worse, would tell us what their parents or teachers told them they were passionate about. And if the parent was in the room or in earshot, they'd quickly come to the rescue of their little angel and say, well, my son or daughter is really into cooking, drawing, writing, poetry, whatever. At this point, we'd look at the child's face waiting for a smile or twinkle in their eye to confirm what the parent was saying. And in those situations, mostly we wouldn't get that confirmation. So here are some strategies we use to overcome this challenge. Okay, so number one, I created a simple exercise I called passion versus excellence. Simply get a blank piece of paper, draw a line down the middle of the page. On the top left, write down passion. On the top right, write down excellence. And get your child or student to simply write down a list of everything that they're passionate about. It doesn't matter if that's eating cookies, if that's watching TV, if it's playing sport, if it's chatting to friends, playing Fortnite, whatever it is, they're really passionate about, just get them to list it. And then on the right hand side, under the excellence heading, get them to write down everything that they are really good at and get them to think about the things that both their parents, teachers or friends say that they are really good at too. Now, once they've written that list, there may be things on the passion side which match what's on the excellence side or vice versa. If you find something like that, that is probably the business that your child or student should do. And that is because you've got to be passionate about the project or the business you want to start. Otherwise, you'll get bored of it pretty quickly. But you've also got to be excellent at it in order to create enough value for somebody to exchange their hard earned cash for it. But this can be used as a really fun exercise just to get your student or child thinking about the things that they're really good at and the things that they're really passionate about. Now, the important thing here is do not attach their passion with making money because anything makes money. And I always go back to the example of the entrepreneurs, a number of them now, actually, who bottle air from the British countryside and sell it to the Chinese. That's right. They are selling fresh air. And I also got back to the example of how much it costs to make water. And normally you have people throwing around figures of millions and billions. But actually, we know that water is essentially free. However, the water industry is worth three to four billion pounds. But also the reason why it's not important to attach their passion with making money is because that's really subjective, usually based on our own experience of what makes money, not what actually makes money. 
but also skills can be transferred. So think about the skills that can be developed whilst exercising that passion, not your personal view on your child or student's passion. Parents and teachers often overlay their limited knowledge of a business sector onto that child. There's a natural inclination to protect a child from wasting time. However, when it comes to business and entrepreneurship, it's better to experiment with any idea than not to experiment at all. Instead of protecting that child, you're often disabling them. Similarly, and I see this all the time, young people and even adults disconnect their passion from the thing that could be a career or a business. And that's because there's an old narrative which still plays strongly in the public domain that a job isn't something that you should be extremely passionate about. And that passions are the reserve of a hobby or something that you'd volunteer to do. And the fact is that's simply not true. So number two, watch what your child does, not what they say. I spoke to a parent recently who wanted me to help them find the entrepreneur in their daughter. So instead of me talking about business, we talked about her interests and what she did for fun. All I then did was give examples of entrepreneurs and brands who monetized the same passions that she had. Ideally, I looked for another young person who's done something similar. You see, young people need to see it to be it. You can't just give them the theory, show them a practical example. So in attempting to unearth what your child's passion is, instead of relying on them to articulate that passion, because they may not be able to find the words to do that, observe what it is they actually do in their daily lives. And see if you can connect that passion to an example of a young person who's doing something similar. Number three, get them to start a journal. I personally find that writing down my thoughts and ideas are a great way to express what I'm thinking. Journaling is something which has become more and more popular in recent years, but as well as a written journal, perhaps get your child to experiment with capturing their thoughts in video or a voice note format on their phone. This isn't something you're asking them to share with anyone, however. Encourage them to be as honest as they need to be with themselves and to take the time to listen back and reflect on those thoughts and ideas. Number four, buddy mentoring is a really, really effective way to get young people to explore how they can turn their passion into something tangible. Recently, I had a young man who wanted to start a fashion business with a sustainability angle to combat the issue of fast fashion. So I called on another young fashion entrepreneur who was just a few years older than him to lightly mentor and share his experience. Mentoring can sound a little bit heavy, but most people are happy to share their experience once a month for 20 minutes. And number five, find the value. Now, sometimes young people do have a passion, but are reluctant to voice it because they can't see where it adds monetary value. As an example, I spoke with a young woman a couple of weeks back who was really passionate about the voice of young people in politics, but she couldn't see how her inexperience would be of value. During the conversation, I explained that her authenticity around wanting to solve a huge problem that for decades most political parties haven't been able to nail has a huge value. So how do you make politics simple and accessible to the most disaffected young people? I explained that her passion for politics and understanding of the mindset that exists in young people, which disconnects them from the political conversation, has a commercial value. Her vision is to create an online toolkit that young people can access to help them both navigate the political landscape and signpost them to organisations and initiatives around the country and maybe around the world. Getting anywhere close to that vision screams commercial value in so many ways, but it starts by solving a problem and delivering as much value as possible. Now, thank you for staying with me to the end of today's episode. And as promised, the answer to the fun fact, which was in psychology, there are two main 
types of motivation. What are they? The answer is intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation occurs when someone does something because they love to do it or find it interesting. Whereas extrinsic motivation is when someone does something for external rewards or to avoid negative consequences. Studies have shown that young people are more likely to stick to a task, invest time in a task and be more successful at it if they are intrinsically motivated. Parents and teachers are great at motivating children using extrinsic factors, usually some form of punishment or reward for doing well or not so well. But I think you'll agree that if we can develop a child's ability to be motivated to do things which will develop skills they can benefit from today and later on in life, that's a true win for us and more importantly for them. I'll finish by sharing what this looks like in practice. We've been working with a young entrepreneur called Maya who sells animal-inspired pom-poms. She had a session with one of our teachers who gave Maya a ton of ideas and ways she could level up her business. The very same day, Maya took on board almost everything she was told and created the most amazing YouTube video all by herself. She implemented the advice given and we were super proud of her and so was her mum. Now, if you have a story of a young person who's done something similar, I'd love to hear it. Hit me up on socials and maybe I'll share it on a future episode. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a parent or teacher who needs to hear this message. And I'll see you on the next episode. Ultra and out.